right, man? Just talked to Javier, and we did a little Spanish speaking there. That was awesome. I really love this new bit that we do. What did you think of the podcast? Dude, I thought it was awesome. I was very impressed by the type of insights that he had, especially he gave us like a bonus round at the end there with the AutoML piece and how he views AutoML, what they're doing at Mercado Libre with AutoML and why he still feels like, I think this was like huge, he still feels like it is hard to beat domain knowledge, no matter how much AutoML you throw at it. So what about you? What kind of takeaways did you have? I thought that he had a lot of interesting descriptions about what it's like about for an ML platform to grow, to meet the needs of a growing business. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Mercado, Mercado Libre is a very hot company. It's growing very fast all across Central and South America. And I think he offered some real nuggets about how teams like that, platform teams need to be product-minded in order to stay relevant for the company yeah. as it grows. It's true. It's a huge team. And also what he was mentioning with like, yeah, he needs to talk to, he has the engineering side of things. He has the data science side of things. He's trying to get people in the company to learn what kind of effect they can have if they use machine learning. So I think that yep. whole piece around like how they go out and they educate the company to use machine learning, that was awesome too. Uh, so they can get that competitive advantage. This is a company that is doing some really sophisticated stuff and they have a ton of use cases and a huge amount of scale. So I appreciate that. Senor Javier, it's good to have you on here, man. <laughs> Thank you. I Thank had you, such man. a good time interviewing Lead Talks. I think it's like almost two years ago now. We talked about the Fury data platform that you all are having at Mercado Libre. It was incredible. I mean, I loved talking to him. I love the energy that you guys bring to this space. And I love the fact that you all have been doing this for a while. Like, this is not something that you're just dibble dabbling in a few machine learning models. This is like serious business. So I think that we should jump into a little refresher as to what Mercado Libre is and what kind of use cases you all are supporting. Because I know it's just like a huge amount. Okay, let's do it. First disclaimer, Litox is the real rock star, so uh, I'll try to do my best, but he is the man. Um, so let's, let's give a, a quick intro of what is Mercado Libre, because it's a huge player in Latin America, but it's a real unknown uh, company outside of Latin America. So uh, I was just checking uh, with, with some folks at the company today. Uh, we are Mercado Libre, uh, which means free market. It's a, the e-commerce e company in, in all the countries in Latin America, from Mexico to Argentina and Chile. And if you, don't, if you are not very familiar with geography, that's entire America, except US and Canada. Uh, so, uh, Brazil, Colombia, Chile, Uruguay, Paraguay, Peru, uh, every country in Latin America uh, uses Mercado Libre as the daily basis uh, e-commerce um, platform where you buy and sell stuff. Um, next to that, um, we have been building the uh, fintech solution, which is a, a, a wallet and, and, and an entire banking uh, system which is called Mercado Pago which means 
market payment. It's a, 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 a game of words with Mercado Libre. So we are the, the big player, the, the main player on those two fields. And together with that, we have our own logistic network. So every package, we have, I don't know, about 100 million users on Latin America. We are selling a, a huge amount of stuff every day. I don't know, here I have some numbers. I don't know, last, last year we have 30 buys per second, something like that. And we are shipping wow. all that stuff in our own logistic network. Uh, we have a credit solution, advertising, it's a real ecosystem. So that is Mercado Libre. And I and my team, we have fun a lot because we work in, in the technology team. It's a tech team which provides services for all these other business units. So each business, business unit is kind of a, a, an internal company and we are providing services for them. And that's why it makes sense to, to build stuff that is useful for, for every piece, every team on the company. All right, so I want to talk a little bit, just to, just to interrupt you real fast, sorry. Uh, yeah, I really want to dive into something that has come up since I chatted with Lee Talks. And, and first, I will mention that for everybody that is only listening, Javier is being the quintessential Argentino right now, and he is drinking his yerba mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it, dude. <laughs> So, it's, so it's, good. It's our, yeah, it's our coffee. My coffee version is mate. Wait, mate. Oh, oh, you have a mate. Oh, okay, cool. I've never had yeah. it before. <laughs> it, it's a kind of a tea, but it's drink okay. in a very special way with, with, with a straw. And it's a very yes. cultural thing in Argentina, Uruguay, and Brazil. It's a ritual. Nice. It yeah. is a, a ritual. ritual. That, so. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, getting back on track, there is something really interesting that you all chose, you decided to do, and that is centralize your machine learning platform. And I, I want to talk about how, like, I see you wanted to say something right there. So <laughs> tell me about that idea. Am I wrong when I say that you centralized it? Do you have still decentralization happening? What does it look like? Okay, it's, it's a good question. And I have a t-shirt which can help with the concept. We, we as a company, I don't know if you can see this, guys, but we have a, a motto which is building, building uh, uh, the, the foundations very big, so the, everything does not need to reinvent the wheel. So in, in, this, in this graphic, which is you invest on, on very huge horizontal stuff, so uh, every team in the in the business can uh, base on that, and it doesn't have to to build the entire thing. So w we are a company that has more than twenty years. It's not that that much if you compare it with some banking uh, companies, but it's it's a while for for a company in the in the internet systems. And we have had a lot of troubles in the past. Uh, I don't know, teams going, going out of the company, uh, technology deprecated, uh, vendor lock-in, uh, all that kind of stuff that it's mentioned on every, on every book, but we experienced that 
Um, so it's not that we are centralizing the machine learning. My team in particular is building the foundations so you don't have to do that. Because it, it's very fun, it's very natural to, to just try a concept and deploy it, but how is that going, who is going to monitor that, who is going to uh, redeploy that, to, to monitor the, the data, is, data is, is safe, all that kind of stuff, uh, it's not thought at the first, but uh, in, in the second month or in the second year, it's something that someone needs to, 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 to take care of. So instead of centralizing, we try to, to provide those, those blocks. And I wouldn't say that um, there is a lot of things to, 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 be, to be done still. We are building this for, for four years, I think. And there, there are a lot of things that teams are building because we are not fast enough. Uh, for instance, we have a, mm. a very huge investment on on marketing or advertising that they're pushing our our limits they're needing stuff that we are not ready to provide as a service for the entire company so we work together with those teams they they build the, the, the first version of, of some concepts that we later try to expand for the rest of the company mm. um, how we decide to do that uh, the thing is that the, the company decided to do this not only for, for, for machine learning, but for the entire technology building. So uh, the decision was made before. It was not made for just for machine learning, but every, every web de development, every API, every database is made on, on this same schema. Um, the reason is what I was just mentioning. Uh, we had a lot of scars of uh, bad stories where uh, entire, an entire unit of the company went away and someone had to take care of that and it was made on uh, a strange language and with strange stuff. So we are on the, on the face of trying to normalize things. During these last, last four years, uh, I am not very clear, but I think that we multiplied by four the, the size of the team. Oh, so wow. yeah. um, that's my story in the company. The company has 20, more than 20 years. But when I entered, it was about uh, one and a half thousand uh, employers of IT. Okay, yeah, it's more than that. It's like six times. We, we are right now 10,000 or, or more. Oh, wow. So. Oh. Uh, this kind of decisions, although for, for the developer that wants to try out the new cool thing that it's out there and it's not provided by, by our platform, although that is something that we have to deal every day, we, we are letting teams that in, in, in less than a month are uh, deploying things to production without uh, taking care of everything that we are taking care of for them. So <laughs> it's... I mean that for this size of companies, it makes a lot of sense. But uh, before working on Mercado Libre, I, I was working on a startup. We were, I think that at the, at the end, we're, we were about 60, 70 people, and, and it wasn't makes it, it, it wouldn't make sense to build a platform for a, for, for a company of that size. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a, a thing of trade-offs and a momentum of each company. Um, I, I want to get in. Yeah, I, I want right to get into that team. real fast. 
I have right now a team that it's about that size working on this platform, right? It's yeah. about 40 to 50 people building this piece of the platform. So, uh, and, and I have another team of 15 people working on the A-B testing uh, framework. So it makes sense when, when you have thousands of, of, of people working on the IT. I don't know if in smaller scales, it makes sense. And there is a, an extra thing that, why are we building it and not just using what is out there? Uh, that, that's a, a fair question. Maybe I am stealing your lines, Demetrius. Um, no, go I, and do it, man. Get, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I got different questions, but tell us this one. Okay. This one is, I don't feel that we are uh, going to, to the moon. I don't feel that we are the first one on, on the planet doing this kind of things. But I do think that every time I try to understand what uh, uh, platforms are, are offering, they, they are not enough. Uh, they are not thinking about thousands of teams uh, and governance and subsections and the, the effort on effort on uh, customizing that is not trivial. Um, another big decision that Mercado Libre has is to, to be multi-cloud. We are not based on, on, on a single cloud provider. So why is that? We, because it's what allows us to, to be independent of uh, commercial issues or electricity issues which happens in, in a single location or in, in, a, in a single company. So we have several providers of cloud infrastructure and our machine learning platform is built on top of another platform that is uh, given an, an abstraction of what cloud services behind scenes. So that's why a lot of our services um, try to abstract the, 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 the commercial um, service that we are working with. Uh, there are a few exceptions. Right now we are starting to use BigQuery and that's not abstracted, that is exposed directly. But if you want to train, you want to deploy, we are not just using a, a solution, a, a, a CAN solution from a, a, a given provider. We, are, we have our own. And if we want to use the CAN solution from, I don't know, AWS, uh, our teams, they don't interact directly with uh, the SageMaker, for instance. They interact with Fury data apps, and it's our coding which, uh, which takes care of uh, talking with the external service and, and configuring stuff. Mm -hmm. that, that lets us to, to switch. If there is an issue with this provider, we can switch in, in less than an hour every, every server, every model served, and move it mm -hmm. to, to another provider and without, without needing to touch any line of code of our applications. We have right now, I don't know, we, I was checking more than, I don't have the details, but more than 500 models deployed. It's talking about numbers, I don't know, maybe they are just simple models doing tiny stuff, but there are several hundreds, so it's not trivial to go and take and, and touch every one of them. Yeah. Uh, so these kind of solutions helps us to, to, to provide this kind of uh, resilience for, for incidents. Well, so there is something funny that I will remind people of. You didn't see the Lee Talks talk, which was way back in the day. It was one of the first ones that we ever had. 
he mentioned how, yeah, with the Fury data app, you can write in any language as long as it's Python and you can make sure to uh, <laughs> interact with it. That was one of, I, I didn't realize how much of a diehard fan Lead Talks was for Python, but uh, that was great. The one thing that I want to get into right now is this idea of uh, what you said, how it makes sense that you are currently building a platform because you have the manpower, you have the resources, you have everything you need, and you have the scale. When did you hit that mm -hmm. scale? When did you know that it was time to become your own thing as opposed to what you were doing before where everything was decentralized? Okay, I can tell you my part of the story. Uh, um, yeah. My part of the story is that uh, I was working in a, in a startup that was acquired by Mercado Libre. Uh, Mercado Libre was a company with thousands of employees working on IT, which didn't have any machine learning besides some small teams working very hard on some very important problems. For instance, fraud prevention, they, they were working with machine learning for a long time. So in this case, my history here was that we have a, a very big IT team, which were very unaware of the power of machine learning. So. We had the scale, we, we were more than a thousand people working on, on the same thing and we had the, the, the horizon to, to we had the, the information that we were going to keep growing. Um, so our, our challenge was how can we make it to a scale? How, how can we transform um, or boost teams that know how to build micro, micro app, microsystems, how can we help those teams to build machine learning applications? Because we, we weren't hiding thousands of uh, data scientists or machine learning engineers on, on the first time, on the first day, we were trying to, uh, to shift our culture from non-machine learning, where machine learning was, it wasn't decentralized, it was work in, in some silos and just that. So uh, our challenge was how can we shift that uh, way of working to another way of working where every team can, can do it. Um, that was in 2018, machine learning was everywhere. It, it, was in, it wasn't in, in, I don't know, 2010, which were the time where, where our start, startup started. So it, it was pretty obvious that we were leaving money behind the table or up to the table. We were not taking advantage of this technique for several places of our business. Uh, we as a company had several external providers building solutions with machine learning. Every one of them uh, giving us the, the, um, their own decisions. Some of them were Locking, locking on, locking us with some providers. Some of them were uh, just giving us uh, an endpoint for for making calls. Some of them were just giving us um, a pickle file and just that. So we were using machine learning. We were aware that we needed to use it a lot, a lot of, a, a, a lot more. And 
we were seeing a landscape where it wasn't easy at all to 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 actually decentralize the the, the building solutions because I don't think that we centralize the, how solutions are built. Uh, we try to do the boring stuff so uh, teams doesn't need to do that. Um, having said that, th there are still teams in our company that uh, uh, aren't using our our platform. Sometimes because what they need it doesn't fit in our in our platform. Sometimes because I think that that's the main reason. Um, there is a, another reason which is. They had a pre previous investment and it's very expensive to move those investments from off-platform to in-platform. But in general, it is not something that we enforce in, in terms of... Uh, um, we, we, we don't have the power to, to, to obligate anyone. We do have the power to make it appealing. Uh, it's something, it, it is what we try to do. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, one of the questions I, I wanted to ask about that, you know, as you mentioned, you can't force anybody, but you can entice someone, right? As you said, what business metrics are you trying to drive with your ML platform vision and team? What okay. are the numbers that you track that mean success for you? Okay. Uh, that is a good question. I, I think that given the... the the history I, I was just, uh, the, the story I was just putting in context, our main metrics was the number of, the, the percentage of people on regular IT teams that started to play with machine learning. That, that was, uh, you would say, the, the, the market share of machine learning being used in our company. That was the, the, the main metrics for a, a couple of years. Um, right now, we are working on, on some other stuff. The, 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 the thing is started to be rich enough to, to start thinking about some, some other things. We are right now trying to measure this same aspect in, in different, each different business unit. Why is that advertising is using a lot of machine learning but it's not being used in the payment ecosystem or in the shipment ecosystem? And we try to, um, our focus is to, to try to, to scale up what machine learning can do on those places. Uh, in, term, in general terms, that, that are the kind of things that I'm worried about, which is not about the number of requests we are serving per, per second, but in terms of how, use, how useful is this solution in terms of uh, providing value real fast for, for the for the business that that is what we are doing we do try uh, focus the number of the, the percentage of um, users that are in the platform versus out the platform because that is a duplication of efforts that is some regul rega regulatory risks around that we are investing a lot of of efforts on on PII, personal identifying information, tracking and taking care of, which is something that is easier to do when you have a platform working on that. And it's not the same developer that is building the, board, building the model, deploying it, monitoring it, and taking care of 
these kind of, uh, of aspects. So it's very simple, uh, Vishnu, the, the kind of metrics we are, we are focus, focusing on right now. So going, going to those like first metrics, you were, oh yeah, you got some else? No, no, an extra thing is uh, we have a trade-off where, where we are not uh, trying to, to, to live on the edge, which is sh should we focus on the beginners and uh, lower the barrier or shall we focus on make an enjoyable experience for the experts? Um, the truth is that in, in, in our experience, we should be doing both. Uh, the, the, the way we try to do those two things in general is let the experts uh, put the, their hands on, on the machine. So we try to build things that beginners can use and we try to not put barriers for the experts. That, that's uh -huh. be because in general, some platforms decide a lot of things that are very cool when it's your first month doing that, but, are a, but they are a pain on the, on the nose when you are an expert and you try to take a look what happened in this particular case. Oh no, I want to tweak this parameter. No, you can't. So, um, I would say that during the last year, we realized that we, we need to start to pay, uh, start paying more attention to, ex to experts uh, asking for, for, for permission to, to chat, to touch things and decide some, use some of the, of, the, of the building blocks we are building and some others not. They might customize some of, of, the, of some of the building blocks. So right now, Two years ago, we have a very rigid system where we provide two entry points. One entry point for building data sets and one entry point for, for training models. Mm -hmm. uh, talking, of, talking about uh, lesson, lessons learned, everything that you decide that it's going to, to, to be enough for, for the Pareto law, it's not going to be enough. So. When we decided this several years ago, several years ago, it, 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 it sounded like a good idea. You just need to build a data set and just use that for, for building a model. Reality is that data sets are built in, 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 built in very strange ways when you have hundreds of teams doing stuff. So right now, instead of having <coughs> fixes, fixed places where teams can Put the code. Uh, we instead instead provide checkpoints. So you just uh, create and save artifacts. We help you to 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 uh, to check the quality of those artifacts, and we have help you uh, providing um, infrastructure for building those artifacts. But in the past, we have a, a single artifact kind, which is data data set and model, and that that was that. Right now, you, you can build whatever you want. You can have pipelines doing all that, all kind of stuff. You can build models for building data sets for building another, another model, which is something pretty obvious. But uh, when we decided the first version, it wasn't obvious uh, that uh, it wasn't rocket science to build models that uh, were um, useful for, for the business and were that, that complex. 
Um, so these are the kind of things that in the past were uh, unlocked for experts, for users not doing the tutorial, but trying to, to, to build a very complex, um, a very complex solution. Uh, and are the things that we are we right now try to help lower the barrier for the beginners and help the experts do what they want to do without without having to fight with us with us about some decisions. Yeah, it feels like there there's that that happy medium between like the flexibility and the simplicity that you're going for, and how can you let the the ones that are just starting out feel that oh, okay, this is simple enough for me to sink my teeth into, but then you have those who have been using it for ages and they can say, yeah, I want to tweak these very, very fine grain parameters. I have that flexibility and I have that ability to do it. So going back to what you said before, though, and I think this is something that comes up in the community quite a bit around how do you educate people like that are in the IT department on what use cases or how you can use machine learning? Okay. Like, because I imagine that you were saying that one of your metrics was in the beginning, just how can we get people using machine learning? How can we get them onto the platform and realizing mm -hmm. value with it? So what was that process like? What was that educational process or just getting people onto the process or onto the okay. platform? Okay. We should invite another rock star, but it's not me, which, which is a friend of mine called Raphael. Um, uh, I personally been involved in building the, the platform and uh, I was part of the cultural shift but not, not the, the, the main singer of that. I, I can, I can uh, sing a couple of songs but it's not my, my band. Um, we, we try to do a lot of things. Right now we are running uh, boot camps which is something very helpful for beginners. But thing is that <clears throat> the idea of investing on machine learning for, I don't know, um, detect if there is some, um, I don't know, we, we, we had some products which shouldn't be sold, shouldn't be sold in, in, our, in our marketplace. Um, I don't know, guns or, or, or medication. Who decides what is the solution for, doing, for, for building that solution? It's not a beginner, it's not a, a, a software engineer, it's more the, the business and the product teams. So something that we did in, in the very beginning was to, to, to design and, and coordinate several, um, I would say workshops for for people working on, on the on the on the business, uh, in, in those kind of workshops, we we try to. It, it, it is a tricky thing because you want to help people realize the power of machine learning, at the same time that you want to to be careful of not um, of not. Uh, generating fake expectations. Hey, there is GTP3 which will solve forever. It's, we don't need this team anymore and etc. So in our, in our track, we build this workshop where we make the team, the, the business, we, we, we in our company have a lot of people working on, 
on, on, on business, uh, deciding, uh, studying the market and deciding which is the, the next thing shall we, be do we shall be doing. So for each of those teams, for the logistic team, for the fashion team, for the payment team, for the uh, e-wallet team, for each of them, we try to, to run the, the workshop for just that, 10 people, not hundreds of people. Um, showing them some common patterns. If you have a rule engine, it's probably, it's probably that machine learning can help you. It's just that. If you have some tasks that are re repeatable, it's possible that machine learning can help you. And, and we created a, a kind of rule, rule of thumb with some examples of um, typical problems where machine learning can fit. And it, it's a very fun story because after that, where people started to get excited, we gave those people a, um, a little ex exercise. We, we asked ask them to, to decide if this, I don't know, we have, in, I think everywhere, we have in um, some places, we have some sellers that try to sell fake things. Uh, so instead of, of a Nike cap, they, they sell a, another cap, which is very, very uh, cheap. Um, it, it has a fake Nike logo and uh, all that kind of stuff. So we prepare a small data set and, and ask those folks to, to decide, to tag, is this fake or not? So together with the excitement of all this kind of stuff can be solved by this magic, we help them to, to to see that it's not that easy. We have, because in every, in, in every one of these workshops, <clears throat> people get out knowing that there is a limit for everything. It, it, it is not that easy to decide if this is, item is fake or not. So it, it's, it was very obvious on those workshops that there is a, a the machine, it, it, it can just uh, go to, to, to uh, sorry guys. Um, the, the solution can reach a, le a certain point and, and it cannot be perfect. So the business team start to realize that, um, yeah, it's a, just that, a probabilistic solution. It's not something that's going to be uh, magic, true or false. Um, it, th it is, this is just a story, but it's part of the things we, we did over the years. And another thing that we did, <coughs> Again, led by Rafael, my, my friend, it was we, we built small teams like SWAT teams, uh, which were uh, traveling the organization saying, you know what, give me three months and I'll come back with a solution that it will prove you there is money on, on this. And if it is not, it's okay. We just lost uh, three months with a, with a couple of, of guys there are experts, girls, guys I love that or, idea. Or SWAT um, team. Yeah, uh, we call MVP teams. So those teams are focused on just <coughs> doing a discovery and doing a, a very nasty thing that proves that there is money, that there is money or not. And that helped a lot to, to, to break down silos and, and convince people. I, but, but I think that uh, it, it, it was 
part of the same story. This was the, the this MVP teams is the, the current investment. In the past, we were doing those workshops, and probably next year we are going to do something else. It's something that we year to year we 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 see which at which point we are and decide if it is needed to do something else or not. Um, right now, <clears throat> every team of the organization has an internal machine learning team, which is something that a couple of years ago, it wasn't like that. So uh, right now we have some um, different needs <coughs> regarding how we can uh, create some consensus about what needs to be done, because right now there are several teams in, in several places of the, of the organization building stuff. Um, so it, it depends on the moment of the, of the organization. Right, right. You know, one question that I have here, Javier, is, you know, you mentioned that your headcount for your ML platform team had really grown and that, you know, the team is much bigger than, than the last time Demetrius talked to Litox. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about what, how that team is composed of, who those team members are, and how you also, like, find the right people to bring on because this is something that we talked about in a previous podcast with with or at lemonade but it's challenging sometimes to find the right people to work on ml platform with the right understanding of machine learning and software engineering how do you approach that uh, with your team okay a, a, a hard question vishnu uh <clears throat> okay i will say that i have i have my my, my biases on this. Um, I think that the first 10 years of my career was building just applications, web applications, and um, the, the machine learning stuff, it's something that started to appear, and it started to be a tiny, a tiny bit of my work, and year after year, it started to be more and more. Um, some of the folks that work with me right now have been working with me for the last 10 or 15 years. And they have the same, more or less the same track record. And I will say that I'm confident that good engineers teams uh, is mandatory. Uh, for building a platform, I think that it's mandatory to have uh, an engineering thinking on the team, deciding uh, aspects regarding, I don't know, um, quality, um, re um, reliability, um, repeatability, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that in general, mm -hmm. folks working from the engineering side have that exercise <clears throat> really well done. Yeah. But on, on the other side, to be honest, my t I lead a team that is mostly uh, uh, built by, by engineers. But I work side to side with with another team, which is the team that I was just mentioning, led by Rafael. Where there there is a lot of data scientists uh, or engineering or engineers doing data science, and we, I would say that we define together what what it's going to to be needed. 
So in terms of Hans building stuff, uh, I, am I am confident with engineers, but in terms of deciding what needs to be done, it needs, it needs a mixed set of people working on that. Um, during the last year, the last years, we, we used that schema. Most of the folks that I hire, they don't have experience building machine learning solutions. They do have experience building Python solutions or web solutions, web applications, and just that. Uh, we just hire a, a, a senior manager from Colombia, which has tons of experience doing data science, but it's the, it, it was not the first person on the team. It's the person that I need to add right now my, to my team. But in general, it's engineering folks with uh, eagerness to learn mach about machine learning. Um, and the team, the, the entire team working towards product. I mean, we, we are a team building a platform, but we need to have a, a, a product mindset. We need to be aware yes. of what the user, which the user are, what they need, why do they need that? And in, in my case, my, my case, my users, it's not just the, just the teams building machine learning solutions. A big stakeholder for me is the company itself. And I, I don't need to just, I mean, I need to listen to, to end users wanting this new feature, but I am also watching the trade-offs between this new feature, which is not very reliable, uh, and how much is going to add to the, to the business, how much impact is going to generate um, versus uh, I don't know, keep working with what we are doing. I was checking this morning before this podcast, uh, less than the half of our machine learning models are built with, with deep learning because most of the time it doesn't make sense. It is not cost effective. It is not, um, we, we have tons of data, but sometimes for this problem, you don't have tons of data because you start to filter data, you have to uh, starting to pay attention to small details and you realize that you don't have thousands of, of entries, you just have a couple of them. And sometimes you know you need a real uh, speed um, latency, real low latency. So I, I was talking about how we decide, how we, how is our team uh, built and Again, I would say it's mostly made by engineers, but taking care of what the what what our stakeholders need. Um, I don't know if uh, I, I I was was that your yeah. question, Vishnu, or there's something else that. No, I think it did. I think it really did. Okay, Dimitrios, you had something to say. So now, Javier, quiero hablar un poco en español, si no te importa. Vamos a acabar con esto eh, porque Vishnu tiene que practicar un poco y yo, mi español está un poco oxidado. Así que vamos a cambiar la mesa y nosotros en español contigo. Ahora, lo que has dicho de esto, yo quiero saber qué es, uh, con quién hablas cada día en tu día a día ¿Con quién hablas? ¿Quién son los stakeholders más importantes? Has dicho que la, el negocio en sí 
es un gran stakeholder. Y luego tienes los data scientists, tienes los de ingenieros, pero en tu día a día, ¿quiénes son los stakeholders más grandes que tienes? Los líderes de iniciativas grandes, predicción de fraude, advertising, marketing, recommendations, los heads de esos problemas. Los líderes de plataforma, la plataforma en Mercado Libre está compuesta por muchas partes. Eh, hay líder de plataforma de datos en general, eh, líder de plataforma de desarrollo, de infraestructura en general. Eh, y, y, y también, claro, todo, todo el conjunto de usuarios. ¿no? Eh, Seguridad informática, eh, legales, compliance, es todo ese ecosistema, costos y, y, y bueno, es un ecosistema grande. Todo eso son mis stakeholders en general. Y lo interesante es que tienes tanta diversidad. Y perdón, perdón Demetrios. Sí, 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 dime. Sorry, hay uno muy importante que no estoy mencionando, que es el entorno competitivo. Todos... Todos los, todos los equipos y compañías que están presentes en, en MLOps Community, ellos también son mis stakeholders, o son agentes eh, a los cuales presto mucha atención eh, para entender si me estoy quedando atrás o si debería usar cosas que no estoy usando. Ay, qué interesante. Sí. Y, y con todo este conjunto de los que tienes ahí como legal, el, los software engineers, los heads, de todos estos sistemas. ¿Cuánto hablas con cada uno y cómo puedes decir esto tiene más importancia que el otro o todo tiene la misma importancia? ¿Cómo decides? No tengo una, no tengo una receta. Uh, it depends on, on the case. Um, Como, como compañía tenemos, como compañía entera, tenemos, eh, tenemos misiones anuales, eh, objetivos anuales grandes o a veces más que anuales. Entonces, eso ayuda mucho a acomodar, a acomodar humores. ¿no? Eh, si este año el lugar donde queremos crecer es... Eh, voy a inventarte uno, Demetrios. Pero si fuera venta de servicios... <coughs> Venta de servicios de agricultura, el líder de esas iniciativas seguramente va a ser una persona que voy a atender mucho más, voy a prestarle mucho más atención porque muchas de las inversiones de la compañía van a estar dirigidas ahí. Claro. Eh, pero, pero en general, tengo. Uh, ¿Can I switch back to English? Porque yeah. I, I feel that most of the people are going to hear this, it's going to, to miss this. In general, um, I, I have weekly or bi-weekly meetings with heads of every, every part of the company. Um, how do I decide? Um, it, it's not a, a recipe. I just try to do my best. Um, um, when it's not possible, we... we work together about what is the plan B. If I cannot make it this right now, when can we do it? Can you do it? And I go 
uh, and I later take about advantage of your investment. Um, it's it's an art and it's my job and I I don't have it solved right now. But it, it's it's a, the, the hardest part of uh, this kind of of of, of works. Uh, earlier I, I said that we try to to delight the beginners and the experts and it's it's awesome to say that but it, actually every day uh, i fail both things and i try to to improve in both ends so it uh, and you don't have in uh in what's it called in spanish well in english there's the squeaky wheel gets the grease in spanish i think it's like aquí a quien no llora, no mama. You know that saying? <laughs> so yeah. I imagine the people who are the loudest to you also get a little bit more attention. And that was kind of what I was what I was thinking about. But anyway, man, this has been awesome. I'm glad we got to do a little bit of Spanglish. And thank you for coming on here and giving us an update on where you're at in Mercado Libre, how the Fury data apps are going. Uh, I love hearing about this. I love the um, the metaphors you're using and just the way that you're bringing this mentality into what you're building and how to make it something that is, as you said, the most flexible as possible, yet still simple to use for those that are just coming on. You kind of exposed, you peeled back the curtains a little bit and you exposed what's going on at Mercado Libre. So thank you for that. Okay. Estoy muy contento de esta invitación a MLOps Community y contar la historia de Mercado Libre de ya más de cuatro años construyendo plataforma de Machine Learning. Así que muchas gracias Demetrios, Vishnu and the entire team. Yeah. I had something else on, on my notebook that it wasn't oh, yeah, mentioned. This is um, a bonus. <laughs> yeah, it's a bonus. It's about AutoML. And that kind ah. of trends. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't covered on the conversation, and I was just <clears throat> make a small note about that because talking about uh, this hype about machine learning and hype about things building things that build things that build the models, <laughs> it seems that our work is done, and we don't we have to start thinking about our next career, uh, <laughs> the, I received, I wouldn't say, a, a weekly email trying to sell me something about automatic machine learning, but yeah, it's more than one per month. And the thing is that we try to make them they work and it's very hard to, to, to actually beat uh, domain knowledge. So what we are building during the last year in Mercado Libre, it's something that we call AutoMeli. Meli is the, the Nasdaq name of Mercado Libre. Uh, mm -hmm. And AutoMeli is just a, a, a dumb dad joke about that. What we, our automatic machine learning engine, it is actually a placeholder where, where teams can just do what they do with this kind of uh, tools. They just send a, a data set and expect a, a, a model in, in, in return. But instead of just uh, 
um, burning money with some, um, some, some of the tools out there. What we try to do first is just use our cookbooks. We, we know that uh, for, for some kind of things in, in our data, it's very usual that this kind of model is going to, to, to find the gold. Um, if you are out there trying out automatic machi machine learning and you have the scale, uh, I will try to, I will suggest you to try to, to find ways of, not, of having a, a, a knowledge sharing way, a knowledge sharing tool. Because what we are doing here, instead of doing automatic machine learning is reusing the expertise of a girl that was, I don't know, a year studying this data set. And she was smart enough to, she was very smart, smart to, to determine that this kind of model is going to, to give us a lot of profit. So every other team that's going to work with that, that data set instead of having to remember that, it's a tool that remembers that. It's our tool, and if we want to burn money, we can send, our tool receives the data set and can send it back to, to whatever company is doing automatic machine learning. But in, in general, uh, like I said at the beginning, it's very hard for us to, to see those automatic machine learnings um, beating the, the domain knowledge, the, the knowing your data and using it smart enough. That's my experience and I'm happy to, to hear about people saying, you're wrong, Javi, you should be trying out this and that. I love it, man. Well, let's wrap it there. Thank you so much.